Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. You know what time it is, sweetie? It's hump day Q&A time. Hump day Q&A. Hump day Q&A. Welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast Hump Day Q&A. We love answering your questions, so every Wednesday we're dropping a special podcast episode focused on one of your questions. You can submit your own marriage-related question online at nakedmarriagepodcast.com or by sending us a message on Instagram at Dave and Ashley Willis. We've got a great question today, so let's dive in. Today's question goes like this. It says, after making goals together as a couple... How do you have conversations throughout the year without coming across as being controlling or bossy, especially when your spouse doesn't initiate these kinds of conversations? So essentially, this is about accountability, Mm -hmm. um, but without coming across as being a boss or a nag or whatever negative word you want to plug in there. Or falling into like a parent-child dynamic. Yes, like uh, now you said you were going to do this and... (laughs) I thought you said you were on a diet. I love your church lady Yeah, all of a sudden I go into the (laughs) church lady. Isn't that special? Hmm. It sounds just like it. (laughs) (laughs) I want to do like a whole podcast series where I just do different accents. I think it'd be awesome. Every every episode. Yes. I'm going to see if we can work that in for maybe this fall. Stay tuned. (laughs) We'll see. The producers are shaking their heads no. They're like, It's probably probably not going to happen, but... We'll sprinkle it in here and there. Right. I might start a separate podcast... That no, literally no one will listen to. Oh, Dave's accents. Yeah, that I'll go back and listen to and laugh. It'll be just kind of a sad one, one audience member show. Oh my goodness, wasted okay. too much time on that already. So, so goals, goals, and this f- quick follow up. This is uh, kind of tied to what we talked about all spring with the Naked and Healthy series. We've yes, got a, a new book. If you haven't listened to the audio book or read the the Naked and Healthy book. Check that out on Amazon or at exomarriage.com, and it's about health, mentally, physically, and spiritually, and in your marriage, Mm -hmm. setting goals, working toward those goals, being healthy in all parts of life. But it brings about questions like this. When you make those goals, like we're going to get healthier physically in these specific ways or, you know, in one part of our life, uh, and and then that spouse kind of falls off the wagon, so to speak. Like, how do you encourage? How do you check in? How do you have some accountability without being like a parent, a boss, and oh, why are you laughing? It's because... the look on your face. What? If you all are watching on YouTube, <laughs> he got this little, like, little slut, like your eyes, it was kind of like down, like falling off the wagon, you know, and it's because... I've kind of fallen off the wagon. 
it, it was a laugh of, of it, it hit close to home. So no, we and we wrote the book expression. naked and healthy, and uh, and then you know I went to the doctor recently no, and then was the pandemic basically happened. told that I'm not healthy, that I'm a giant hypocrite. No. For writing a book about health. That is not what I when, said. You know, I'm a little chubby according to BMI chart. <laughs> according to the Japanese BMI chart, I'm full fledged obese. How do you know about the Japanese BMI? I am full of random trivial knowledge. They use a separate chart, and I'm obese in Japan, and I'm really overweight in America. Random. But my doctor, who was. You know, I'm not going to make this like my own therapy, but he, he was telling me, like, oh, yeah, you know, you're BMI, <laughs> you're a little high, you're high, you're moving the wrong direction, and, uh, you're, you know, so you got to do this and this. But it was kind of in a judgy way. And, and listen, I'm, I'm all about receiving correction, but he was significantly in worse shape than me. Like, and <laughs> Doc, if you're listening, I love you, you're a great physician, but I just, like, can, can we acknowledge hard this? Hard to deliver those news. Right. That it, news. it was coming across as kind of judgy from a guy who's noticeably chubbier than me. But now that we're saying this, those who listen to Naked and Healthy are like, David Ashley, what the heck, right? <laughs> right. No, like, so here's the deal. I had a, you know, I've, <laughs> I've had a, a relaxing summer. And, <laughs> it's really not bad. He tends cream. to be, let me say There's this, and then we're going to get into the goals. Involved. No, like... And we have shared this. If you listen to any of our talks about Naked and Healthy, if you want to listen, you can go to exonow.com. Am I saying that right? Okay. Yes. And you can actually go and listen to that. If you become a member, you can listen to free it. Free trial. We don't claim to be. Free trial free at trial. exonow.com. The That's right. best selection of on-demand marriage content on the planet. It's amazing. Okay. So you can listen to it. We don't claim to be, you know, experts in this area, but we are talking about how it affects your marriage. And in our marriage, we do tend to fluctuate, Right. We have we've had yes. seasons of like very in, good discipline, in thickness and in health. Right, is a chapter in exactly. The book. It's literally a chapter. We've been thick. We've been healthy. We have. We've been. We've been happy. Being we've been thick, in the middle, and then we've been unhappy. So yes, but you know, as far as goals, like for in our marriage, I totally get what this person is saying because we like throughout our marriage, we've asked for accountability. But then when you actually want to bring it up and hold the other <laughs> right. accountable, like, it doesn't always land on the stop best. Stop judging me when like, I'm eating my ears. chips. Yeah, right. Right, because I've having... said that to you. I've been like, like I love Cape Cod kettle cooked chips, but they're kind of like cracked to me. And I, I, when Dave buys them, I'm like, I'm excited, but then I'm really mad. And the and look I've... on her face is both excitement and disappointment it all is. in one. It is. But if you uh, work for the Cape Cod Chips organization and would like to become an official <laughs> sponsor of the Naked Marriage Podcast, let us know. Let us know. But I do. I've told Dave before, I'm like, sweetie, why did you bring this into the house? Or Chex Mix. That's become... Our family fights over Chex Mix. We yeah. literally fight over it. It's like... We do. And... Yeah. The... Uh, this is the why... Other, the this other is woman why in my been... life <laughs> is Little Debbie. And I've, I've talked about this unhealthy relationship that's, that's gone on. And then the oatmeal cream pies come into the house. And... You know, I'm glad I'm glad they're there. I'm then, not glad they're there. But then I, you know, then I'm not glad they're there, right? I know. And so how do you kind of keep each other in check once you've made a, a shared goal that like we're going to get healthy. We're going to get financially We're, we're going to get financially healthy, place. physically healthy, whatever it is. We're going to yeah. we're going to get spiritually healthy. We're going to start, you know, reading the Bible daily or going to church every week or whatever that goal is to right create marked improvement in some part of your life, and then one spouse just doesn't follow through, how do you encourage that? How do you kind of shine the light of accountability on that without being naggy or bossy? I think it really starts with yourself first, because, you know, if you can talk about your, like yourself, like here, here's a goal. 
I would really like to, to, you know, set and, um, and not necessarily force your spouse to do the same. Cause we talk about that a lot. That's not yeah. necessarily going to go well. Sometimes they're like, yes, I, I have that shared goal. Sometimes they're like, I'm not quite there yet. Maybe, maybe my goal could be moving in the same direction as your goal, but not quite to that extent. Right. Okay. And I think that if you start with yourself and then ask your spouse to hold you accountable, okay, then there's not so much of a fight. But if you are constantly the one who's like, hmm. But what if they do hold you accountable, but then when you, when you hold them accountable, they get offended, right? What if you say, hold me accountable? And then they do. They're like, you told me to. Yes. And then all of a sudden, you try to do the same to them, and they get offended. Say, I didn't ask for that. Well, you could say, listen, I, I just... I want us both to be the best versions of ourselves, and I'm only, I love you no matter what, mm-hmm. but w- I want us both to live a long time and be healthy, or I want us both to financially be in a good place. I don't want to, you know, end up bankrupt or whatever it is. You know, I really just, this is only because it's for both of us. It's for our family. Yeah. I think you it have to just go back to safe. that. It's not it your worth. Me feel, it makes me feel loved and respected and secure when you're making these decisions for your own health and for our collective health as yes. a family. and. And, and it's not tied to your worth as a person. No, not at all. And it's not tied to, you know, you desiring your spouse or wanting to be with your spouse or your commitment to the marriage. I think we just, I think that's where it feels bossy and it feels like a cut. And, and whenever we are trying to remind our spouse of goals that we set, it can't be in a critical way. And I think too, depending on the personalities, like we know couples where they are planners and they do put a thing on the calendar and they sit down and they go over their finances. But like for some people, and like, I'm probably more that way. Like I, I want to set a meeting. Literally, if I said that to Dave, he's going to start oh. sweating and he's going to literally like not have words I was for a while. Over, even with just the hypothetical. No, I can see it on you. And yeah. it's really funny because one of his strengths, there's a book called Strengths Finder. Am I saying that right? Is it Strengths Finder? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's amazing. I believe they can get it at exomarriage.com. No, maybe no, not. Go on Amazon. You're thinking of strengths-based marriage. Okay. With the... Sorry. Well, look up Strengths Finder. <laughs> Go to Amazon, but also look up strengths-based marriage, which is awesome. And that's at exomarriage.com. But when we did the Strengths Finder test, one of Dave's number one strengths is is being strategic. That's right. So you would think that dude likes a meeting. Captain strategy. But he doesn't. Most meetings are so terribly unstrategic <laughs> that yeah. that I find myself just really distracted. Yes. by the lack of strategy in the meeting. I think that's like, what it this is. I'm like, this could have been an email. This right. whole meeting could have been an email. <laughs> and, and so it's not that all meetings are bad. But, but it's kind of how you're wired. And so right. in that in that same kind of vein of way of thinking, I, I just think we have to know our spouse enough to know what, what delivery method is best. Right, what's going to work with, with them? Like for us, just going on a walk, being engaged in activity, and having a conversation organically about... Right. goals and about, you know, things we want to do. And, um, that brings out the best in, in both of us. Yes. You, know? and you don't feel pressure. Right. You don't it, feel right. put it on takes... the spot. I think sometimes when people feel put on the spot, men, you know, men or women, this isn't just like a male, female thing. That's when they're like, they're going to not take your advice and they're not going to take it as good. They're not going to be like, Oh, they're just holding me accountable. They're going to think they just think I'm fat or they think I can't manage money or, you know, they don't think I'm a good parent or whatever oh, yeah. it is. That's how we take it. So we want to be disarming. Disarming. And the best way to be disarming is always, always give a lot more encouragement than criticism yes, in marriage. Absolutely. Like be your spouse's biggest encourager, not their biggest critic. The Bible gives a list of spiritual gifts. Encouragement is one. Critic is nowhere on the list. But some people right. in our world act like they have the spiritual gift, a God-given you know, mandate to be the critic of everybody and everything. 
and don't do that. That will kill your marriage. Yeah. Be your spouse's biggest encourager. Tell them everything they're doing right. Brag about them. Thank them. Praise them. Celebrate them. Respect them so much that when you have to, you know, slip in a little bit of constructive criticism or accountability. And it's really, it's concern. It's concern yeah. that they know your heart is coming from a place of loving them so much, respecting them so much, believing in them so much, that certainly this this little bit of, of concern they're bringing to you is motivated by all those good things. But if you're always leading with the negative, if it's yes. always, oh gosh, you're always doing this, you're never doing that, or you're, you, you never follow through, they're just going to shut down and quit trying. Mm-hmm. And everybody loses at that point. So just to make it as practical as we can, be your spouse's biggest encourager. Celebrate what they're doing right. I'm telling you, celebrating and thanking your spouse for what they do right works a hundred times better than nagging them for what they're doing wrong. But if you'll celebrate, encourage over and over and over again, then in those moments when you do have to kind of strategically yeah. insert some con- some concern and criticism, they're going to be much more likely to receive it the way that it should be received. They will. And I want to give you guys one more resource. I know we mentioned exomarriage.com where we have all of our resources, not just authored by us. There's many more authors with all kinds of wisdom that you can find there. And one that that is a newer resource that just came out is the Vision Retreat Guide, I believe, guidebook. Am I saying that correctly? Okay. The Vision Retreat Guidebook. It actually, a Vision Retreat is something here at Exo Marriage that we've talked about for years that was put together by uh, Jimmy and Karen Evans. But now we actually have it in book form where you can walk through it and take this beautiful book, by the way, it's so pretty, and really go and take it with you and set a time where you and your spouse get away and you set these goals and you set a vision for your marriage. And so you can make it fun, like make it not all about the goals, but make, make sure that on this vision retreat, you do set some goals and you do celebrate the wins, like really take time to celebrate. And so if you want to get that, if you're like, you know, Dave and Ashley, I hear what you're saying, but I need, I need to have more structure. I really think the vision retreat guidebook would be a great place to start. And then it would be something to look forward to on the calendar as well. And so definitely, if you go to visionretreat.com, you can get your book right there. So go to visionretreat.com. You'll be so glad you did. And again, it's such a pretty cover. Like I just, like I'm just (laughs) enticed by the cover. It's awesome. But really what's inside it is gold. Jimmy and Karen, they've been doing this for years. They are the experts on this. And they just literally, it's like two marriage mentors kind of guiding you through this. And then you'll leave that retreat, not only having some time together and feeling refreshed, but also, you know, having just some, some specific goals for your marriage that are attainable. And then if you make this a yearly habit, you can celebrate those wins each year and your marriage will grow from it year by year. 